Find someone and tell them, man, you look so much better this morning today than you did last year. What is your secret? What's your secret? <laughs> Take a moment. Amen. Come on. Okay, y'all having way too much fun with that. <laughs> yeah, wow. You know, it is so good to see everyone this morning, and wow, wow. I tell you what, God is really blessing this church, and I don't know about you, I'm, I want to just tell you, it just seems like it's been a wonderful journey, and I'm just overwhelmed. Um, when we moved here, we didn't have a clue what was going to do. We know what we were going to do, where we were going to be, and uh, but God, God did, and God has never let us down. And here we are. What is it? Fourteen years now. What? What are we? You do that. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I don't know. But anyway, we're just right there somewhere. Um, when we when we moved here and we didn't know what to do, and God made this had had this building available for us, and we bought this little plot, and then we had the ground behind us and available. And we bought that. And then it wasn't too long after that, we went and built the building back there because we needed more space for our kids. Because out here in this little gray building, we had our children's... Uh, God's been really doing a, a work in me. He says, son, you're going to do a relaunch again this new year. You're, it's going to be as if I'm going to breathe a second wind on you. And we're going to start this thing again. And this next season is going to be greater than the first season. And so we have to prepare. We got to prepare the body of Christ. We got to prepare you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage all of us, find a place in this ministry and get involved. We need you. We need you for what's going to happen in the future. We need more teachers. We need more security folks. We need more greeters. We need more parking people. We need more worship team people. We need more hospitality. We just need more bodies because what God is going to do. And, and so I know that this building over here, we're going to use it as a training facility, uh, classrooms, our offices, executive offices. And so I'm excited about that. I can actually train the entire uh, the, the team, and we can have training times and, and get to know one another even closer. And so just be praying on how all that unfolds, okay? Uh, but it's exciting times, and I'm, I'm so excited that I'm a part of it, you're a part of it, of what God's doing, what God's doing right here in this county. Amen. Um, as Pastor Denny's already shared, I, I know that Gail, Gail's asked me, where you at, Gail? Are you here? Where's she at? She's back over there waving at me. Now, I, she asked me if I would share on, on uh, fasting this coming up Wednesday. I did not tell you that I was going to actually have this message today because I didn't want you to steer you because I'm going to still do that. This coming up Wednesday, we're going to talk about this, even go deeper with this and have questions and answers time that we could talk about fasting. Because I'm going to share a little bit this morning with you. So if you want to go a little deeper, come on out Wednesday night and we're going to take this a little further. But being the first of the year, we've already given our miracle offering. We've already given that first fruits offering. And now it's time we're going to step it up even further. And we're going to give some things to the Lord through a 21-day, and what I'm calling a fasting, surrendering, and praying, because through the scriptures, you will find all of that's together. 
And I'm going to talk about that here in just a moment. I'm going to pray that God blesses the word, anoints this word, that it will come forth and all of us can understand exactly what it means to fast for the Lord, okay? And to give to the Lord and surrender things to the Lord. So let's pray right now that God use this message. Father, I want to thank you for what an incredible ride it has been. Wow. And God, we are now standing in this auditorium, God, with a brand new fresh start, fresh year, God, 2023. God, I don't know what you have in store, but God, all I know is that, God, we are all going to be obedient to hear your voice, listen to you, speak to us, God, and direct us and lead us and guide us into this next year. God, I'm excited for the lives that are going to be changed. I'm excited for uh, the buildings that are going to be renovated, God, and, and, and God, things that's going to happen on this property, God. But God, I pray that, Father, most importantly, that your people, God, that you will change lives. I believe that, God, marriages are going to be stronger and grow stronger than ever before. God, I believe that, God, those that are struggling and in their, in their health, God, God, you're going to bring healing where healing needs to be. And God, I pray, Father, that God, those that are struggling, even maybe financially, that God, that you will bring healing into their finances, God. But most importantly, I pray that God, that you would help us all be healthy spiritually, God, this year. Let us grow in you, God. And God, I do take a moment, and I know that, God, we have a precious saint, God, in the hospital this morning, Donna Cheatham. And God, I pray healing over her, God, as I've already prayed for her yesterday, God, in that hospital room. And, and God, it was so encouraging, God, to see her smile, God, and knowing that, God, that you brought her through that. But God, you're not done, and God, you're going to bring her through it all the way, God, to bring her back to health again in Jesus' name. And God, we pray healing over her body today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Pastor David. Wow. Hey, uh, let's go ahead and let's dive in here. Um, fasting, surrendering, and prayer. And you're like, I never heard surrendering before. Well, I, I'm going to include that. And here's the reason why. Because some of you may be doing one or the other. And, and some of you will probably be doing both. Uh, but we see this all through the scriptures. And the reason why we see a lot of the word fasting is because Daniel was the one who, who actually started and, 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 and made that famous, okay, that 21-day fast. But I'm going to explain this to all of us this morning and, and just what is fasting, okay? Um, but before I do that, I want to put this picture up here and see if you recognize this. Now, you already do because I know this crowd, some of you, your age, you know what this is. If you're probably under, uh, you know, Perkins um, back here, I don't know if your kids know what this is, but this is what they called a rabbit ear antenna, okay? This went on those big tubular TVs that I was the remote control in my family. How many of you were the remote control in your family? I mean, they had knobs. You'd go up and you'd turn them, and they had numbers on them. They were no longer, they, they didn't have LED screens. We didn't have plasma. We had tubes. Those suckers weighed a ton. Some of you probably still have them in your home right now. And so, uh, but anyway, don't, don't bring them to the, to the ladies' yard sale. Please don't do that. No one buys them. And then it cost us money to go take it to the salvage yard because they don't even want them. And so, <laughs> but anyway, big old tubes. But here's, here's how they work. They had a little cable on them. It was a coax cable with a little, and you would screw it in the back of your coax on your TV. We all know that. 
But here's the thing. I was the rabbit ear king in the house, man. I mean, when we lived here in Scottsburg, what we got? You got channel three, channel 11, and channel 32. And then this little round one right here in the middle, I think it's UHF or whatever it is, that would get you channel 42 if you were really fortunate. Now listen, on Friday nights at about 11 to 12 o'clock at night, there was a show that I loved, and it scared the jajibis out of me, man. It was Fright Night or Cemetery. Remember that? And then if you turned that sucker around and pointed it to Indianapolis, you could get Cemetery, and, and you could see these black and white, the Invisible Man. Man, it scared me. And then Frankenstein, dude, they know how to do it back then. Today, they went way over the top of this stuff. But, man, that was good stuff. And I would watch that at night, and I would point it and get it, you know. Um, but then on Friday night was family night for us, okay? And Friday night, I was the human antenna. I would go up to here. And Friday night, there was Hawaii Five-0, you know, and, and, and Starsky and Hutch and, and the Bionic Man. Remember that? And, and, and my dad and all of them would say, Hold, put it right there where it belongs. Becky, you remember this? And I would stand there, and I would twist a little bit, and it would come in real clear. And I'd have my hand on the antenna, and I'd become a human antenna because when I let go, it fuzz it out. Remember those? And then you'd reach back on it, and it'd come in crystal clear. And I'd let go, and it fuzz. They'd say, oh, put your hand back on it, put your hand back on it. And so I put my hand back on it, and I, I took it for the family. An hour I sat there, and they all got to watch Hawaii 5 and the Bionic Man and Dukes of Hazard. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm sitting there eating chips and drinking a pop, holding this antenna. But bottom line is this, is, is what, what this is about is you had to find the right, the right spot to get the right channel, to get the right connection to be able to watch the show. And this is what I want to talk about. And I was trying to come up with an illustration of what fasting is all about. And this is probably the greatest illustration about fasting is because when you fast, it's bringing you in tune with the Holy Spirit and God. And you're staying focused on Him. You're not letting go of that sucker. You are staying focused on something that you're needing from God, okay? And so again, now let's go back to fasting, surrendering, and prayer. Because I did add this word surrendering because there is a difference. Because people say, hey, I'm fasting this, this month and I'm going to fast TV, okay? By the way, you can't fast TV. You can't fast social media. You can't do that. Fasting is about food. You can only fast food, okay? No pun intended there. Anyway, but let's go here, and I'm going to give you the definitions according to Webster, what fasting is and what surrendering is, but both of them are important to God. It doesn't matter. I've done both all my life. Let's go here, Dane. I think I got the uh, Webster's definition of them. Here we go, fasting. Fasting, so we all understand what fasting is. Fasting is to abstain from all or some kinds of food or drink. It could be medically or as a religious practice. This is according to Webster Dictionary. And us, we are practicing as a religious practice. In other words, we're going to set aside 21 days, and we're going to give up food for the glory of God, okay? That you fast food and you can fast drink. Now, again, we talked about this, and some of you, you could be, you have medical issues, maybe you got diabetes or whatever, and it could be a little tough on you to do a full-blown fast. And so, so the other things that you can do is surrender. Surrendering is different. Surrendering is this, but, but they both are just as important to God. Surrendering is to give up something that one would prefer to keep. Stop the habitual doing or consuming of something. Cease resistance to any enemy 
or opponent, and I actually put God next to opponent because a lot of us, God becomes our opponent when we resist him, when he's wanting us to do something, when we should be doing something that he's wanting us to do, because he goes on here and says, and submit to their authority. Give up or hand over a person or right or possession. So in other words, for me, there was times in my life I had surrendered things in my life. I can remember that. I remembered as a young boy, I would surrender. Uh, <coughs> I remember I knew God called me in the ministry, and I was 18, 17 years old, and I would go out to Hardy Lake. Now, th- this was for me. This is not for anybody. I'm, sh- I'm showing you how this works. But God was dealing with my heart about s- giving something up for him. And as he called me, he said, I want your mind to be pure. I want your eyes to be pure. I want your thoughts to be pure. And because, But I would go out to Hardy Lake as a 17, 18-year-old boy, and I only wanted to go out there. I didn't want to go swimming. I went to the beach. I went out there. But why? Because there were girls out there. <laughs> and they didn't have a lot on. And so I saw that, and God does good when he created women, okay? Uh, he, he did good. And so, but God really dealt my heart and said, son, look, man, you're going for the wrong reason. Do you love me? And I knew that I had to prepare my life, prepare my heart. And so I gave up. I surrendered going to the beach. And I stopped it from that day, and I never went back. Even now that we're married, my wife and I, we buy a boat. So we go out on a lake. We, we have fun that way. But that was for me. And so I surrendered that to the Lord. But what happened, it really changed my life. It, it, it helped me grow in the Lord. But, but we're going to go in what we call a 21-day fast. And so here's the thing. I don't want any of us to leave today thinking you can't do something for the Lord. I mean, I know I get it. Maybe you have something, a health issue. But even then, I was talking about this. You know, we could give up one bologna sandwich a month. I'm sure we could do that for 21 days or something. But, but what, what I want you to do, don't get religious with this thing. Don't get all legalistic with this thing. But do something for the glory of God. Some of you, man, you're going to go full on and full blown and, and do a Daniel fast. And I'm going to show you where Daniel fast comes from and why he did it. So, but let me give you a scripture here really quickly on, on how the scriptures covers it all. In Matthew 22, verse 37, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This was the, this was the lawyer, this was the Pharisee that asked God, what's the most important commandment? So in other words, he said, I want you to give it all. Just give it up. Whatever that you give, do it all for the glory of God. So now, but let's go ahead and talk about the Daniel fast for a moment and where it come from and how it originated. It originated from Daniel. And let me tell you who Daniel was. Daniel was the prophet of the children of Israel. Okay, he was the prophet over Jerusalem. And, and he got really concerned and he was really con- or, uh, uh, he was burdened in his heart because the Babylonians, the king of Babylonian, was attacking Jerusalem. And so he decided that he said, God, I, I got I to hear from you. I, I need your wisdom on how to protect and guide these people through this attack. And so he decided he was going to pray and not only pray, but he was not going to eat no meats and no sweets. He was only going to eat grains and, and fruits and vegetables. And it was a very bland diet that he went on. But he, but he fasted. And by the way, again, that is a fast when you give up food and drink. And so he went on a fast. Now, we're not quite sure. I mean, it, he didn't designate 21 days. But what happened is why it turned into be a 21-day fast is because that's when finally God and Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, heard that prayer. 
And, and so, so Daniel began to pray, and Daniel began to set aside and begin to fast all this, the, the, the meats and the sweets, and he prayed one day. No answer from God. He prayed the second and the third and the fourth day. No answer from God. Doesn't that sound familiar with us? How many of you have been praying and praying and praying and you're still not hearing from God? Okay, you do not stop praying because there's a war going on. It's a spiritual battle and I'm gonna show it to you right now here in just a moment. But Daniel began to pray, but on the 21st day, Gabriel, the archangel, shows up, man. He shows up and says, Woo! Whoa, what a ride, man. I've been wrestling with demons this whole time for 21 days. Let me take you to the story. Let's pick it up now, and I'm going to explain to you what just happened. Daniel 10, verses 12 through 21. Then he said to me, this is, this is Gabriel talking to Daniel, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day, the very first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. In other words, so whenever, the moment you open your mouth, church, God hears it. You, you, but we want it now. We're, we're like we live in an instamatic life, and we want everything that we're praying for. We want it now. I'm going to tell you something. Keep praying. Keep praying. God didn't answer his prayer immediately, but he said, now, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia, this is still Gabriel talking to him, withstood me 21 days. I couldn't get to you, Daniel, for 21 days because these demons did not want me to get to you. I heard your prayer, but I couldn't get to you. And I'm wrestling here. For Now watch. And behold, Michael... The other good one, remember Gabriel Michael? He shows up. One of the chief princes came, and, came to and helped me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia, the bad angels, the bad dudes, okay? Then he said, do you know why I've come to you? In other words, I know I've come to you because I've come to help you because I heard your prayer. And that's why I'm here. I'm going to help you lead Israel into safety. You're going to be okay. And now, if you keep studying this, and now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. The, the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed the prince of Greece will come. Another bad guy. Another bad angel. I mean, they're everywhere. And so they're, here they are battling with these angels. Now, and I'm going to wrap it up now. In verse 21, but I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one upholds me against these except Michael, your prince. In other words, Gabriel and Michael have been, have been fighting these angels, these demonic spirits for 21 days. Now, I'm going to show you why it is so important. If you're here this morning and you're really wanting God to, to move in your life or you're really wanting to hear from God, I'm going to encourage all of us, take 21 days and let's all jump on board and let's push aside some things and let's say, God, I'm going to focus on you. Because <coughs> why do we do that? Because I'm telling you what, there are demonic spirits that does not want your prayers answered. We know that in John 10 and 10 says, the thief comes to what? steal, kill, and to destroy. I know that you come to hear a positive message, but you need to know the truth. There's a spiritual demonic force going on, and it's good and evil. The enemy does not want you to have, but God does want you to have, and we got to continue to pray and keep praying and keep praying and keep praying. For Daniel, it took 21 days, and this is where we get the 21-day fast. And so, again, 
If this is something that you can do, I'm going to encourage you to do this. This is something that I'm going to do. But if you can't do this, I'm going to encourage you to give something up for the glory of God. You may do a surrendering to the Lord. It may be, uh, it may be social media. It might be a, 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 a TV or whatever that it may be. But try to do something along the way. Try to give up a meal or try to do whatever that you can do. Okay, I, don't, don't make up so many excuses because you can excuse yourself to death. But I want to challenge you. Give it up in Jesus' name and watch what God will do. As your pastor, I want to encourage all of us to jump on board and let's do something for the glory of God. I'm telling you, you'll, 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 get, you'll get your prayers answered. And so here's the question we're going to try to answer this morning. Why should I fast and surrender things to God through prayer? And these are the things that God gave me this week that I want to share with you. When I fast or when I pray or when I'm surrendering things to God, giving things up, these are the four things that I do when I, when I, when I fast, okay? Now, there's a lot more, but these are the four things that I do. These are the four things that God gave me this week, okay? And I want to give them to you. And there's four reasons. The first reason why we fast, surrender, and pray is to ask God for help. Ask God for help. When you're doing this, take time and say, God, I need help. God, I need help with my marriage. God, I need help with my finance. God, I need help in my own personal life. God, in my own personal struggles. God, I need help. And you know the reason why we need to ask God for help? Because you can't do it alone, church. I can't do it alone. And the reason why I know I can't do it alone is because only God can help us. Let me take you to the scripture here. Let's go here. In Psalms 127, verses 1, unless the Lord builds the house, what happens? The builders labor in vain. I could try all that I want. Listen to me. God wants you to ask him for help. Ask him for help. He's the one who's going to help you build your house. I'm going to tell you something. I know, so, I know a lot of people who try to do everything by themselves, and they don't ask for help. You ever met people like that? He who lives by the sword dies by the sword. You know what I was saying? In other words, if you don't want help, then you're going to be in trouble. you got to have help. And our main help is God. God wants you to ask him for help. So during this 21 days that you set aside, ask God for whatever it is you need. Where are you at? What's the things in your life that you need help with? Now let's go on to Psalms chapter 72, verses 12. Because when you're fasting, asking for help with your family, with your finances, with your health, with whatever that you're going through, asking for help. In Psalm 72, verses 12, he will rescue the poor when they cry to him. When you cry out to him, he will help the oppressed. I'm going to tell you something. God will never, ever, ever push you away when you ask for help. He will always come to you. He will always help you. He wants you to call on him. Now, there was a time in the Bible where David set aside a time, and he was in battle, and he went in his tent. When the enemy was coming at them, he took a moment and said, I'm going to get alone, and I'm going to talk to God about what he wants me to do. Will I be able to win this battle? He asked God for help. David, the mighty warrior in the Bible, the most awesome warrior ever. Are you kidding me? Ask God for help? You better believe he did. That's what made him a mighty warrior. Let's go to the scripture now. What he tells, what he to ask God. In 2 Samuel 5, verses 19. So David asked the Lord. Think about that for a moment. Ask God. Ask him. David asked the Lord, should I go out and fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? What did the Lord say? It's amazing. When you ask God a question, guess what? Be ready for a response. 
Be ready for a response, church, because the Lord replied to David, yes, go ahead, I will certainly hand them over to you. Now, by the way, is God still speaking to God's people today? Or is it just something that happened back then? Did God get laryngitis and just stop speaking all of a sudden? I believe the reason why we're not hearing God is because we're not tuning in to hear God and setting aside some things and saying, God, I'm going to surrender. God, I, I'm going I'm to ask you for help. I'm, I need your help, God. I'm going to ask you. And when you ask, be prepared for an answer. Now, I don't know how it's going to come, but it will come. It, it will come in all different kinds of forms. You, you may hear it in your spirit. You may use it through somebody else. Okay, I, Mike, um, Mike Clay, Clayton, yesterday, he was uh, at home and, and was praying to God, saying, God, God, you got to show me something here. God, I, I need an answer. And I, God called, called me, just called Mike. I called Mike the moment he was thinking that. And he goes, oh, my gosh. He said, I was asking God for an answer. Because why, why, he asked God to show him and reveal to him an answer that, that, that God loved him. And then I called him. I'm sorry, you, I'm sorry you picked me, God, <laughs> Mike, but I was the best you got. But God used me to call him, encourage him. And so I grabbed him. I said, let's go see Donna. I put him in the car, but we went and seen Donna. And we were used by God. And so, so, but ask God. God answered his prayer. But David asked the Lord, and God said, I will certainly help you. You're not going to go alone. God wants you to ask him for help. I don't know how much more simple. He wants you to ask him for help. When you're on your 21-day fast or surrendering to God, whatever that you're doing, if you're surrendering something, maybe it could be social media, could be whatever that it is. And I'm hoping that you could slide into the food, do whatever it takes, but, but, but pick something and give it up for the Lord and ask the Lord whatever it is you need because you will get his attention. Let me give you one more scripture here. In Matthew 7, verses 17, or 7, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Do you all believe that what the word says? It's the infallible word. No mistakes. If it says this, then, that, then he means this. We serve a God who cannot lie. So if he says, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. I'm telling you this morning, God wants you to stop and ask him. Just ask him. Okay. So here's the second thing. So number one, God wants you to ask. When you're, when you're on your 21-day fast or surrendering whatever you're doing to God, right there, and you're praying. By the way, you pray no matter which side you're on. You pray through the whole thing. You pray and ask God, okay? So number one, he wants us to ask him for help. And the second reason why we fast and we pray is because to show God the gratitude for what he's done in you. Take time to thank God for the blessings that you have. Thank God. Thank you, God. It's a great time to thank him. Thank you, God, for my health. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my provisions, God. Thank you for my job, God. In Psalms 50, verses 14, it tells us this right here. It says that offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the most high. Colossians goes on and says in verse 4 and 2, <coughs> devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a what? A thankful heart. God, I thank you for my life. God, I thank you for my wife. 
God, I thank you for my son. God, I thank you for my grandchildren. God, I thank you for my career. God, I thank you for my house. I thank you, God, for your provisions always caring and take care of me. God, I thank you, God. Have you ever met somebody that's unthankful? I met people before. I got an awful house. I hate my house. I hate my car. Be very careful that you say that stuff. You're cursing that. Don't say that because that is a blessing from God. I had a little yellow sunbird. You all remember this story. I'm sure some of you. You remember my little yellow sunbird story. 1974 yellow sunbird, baby. First car I ever owned. I bought that out of my money that I, I raised just doing, doing whatever I could do. And I got that car. I paid $1,400 for that car. And I got it. It was a five-speed. And it didn't have leather seats in it. And it didn't have vinyl seats. Or it didn't have cloth seats. It had vinyl seats. I don't know what they were thinking. Y'all remember those vinyl seats? Goodness gracious. And the sun would come in and it would crack. Oh, my gosh. And I was a tennis player. And back then, John McEnroe shorts, we didn't have the long ones like we got today. We had those little short ones, man. I don't know what we were thinking. And those big high, t- high top, we'd look like goobers walking on tennis court with stripes on the top, you know. We're walking out there. And our shorts are really high and they're white. You know, and, I, and it's like, and now I'm driving this car down the road, and, 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 I'm, and it's a five-speed, made it worse. Because it's five-speed, and I would put armor on all those vinyl, uh, vinyl seats, and there was cracked all the pieces. And as I was shifting those gears, I was sliding and moving, and I'm like, oh, oh, and it just cracked those cracks. My, my skin would get caught in those cracks. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, is that ever, you felt that before? It hurts. And I'm like moving, and, and, and then I'm out, and, and it's real hot, and I get out, and I'm walking on tennis court like I'm real tough, and they're making fun of, what's all those scraps on the back of your leg, Gary? I mean, I, I look like someone beat me with a whip. But you know what? In all of that, and the doors were rusting off, I was proud of that car. I love that car. I thank God for that car. I said, God, thank you for this car. That car lasted. It took me all the way to my college, and it took me back and forth to, this, to my job, the college that I went to, and I would thank God for that car. I remember the first day I got to school, it was hilarious. I, was, I come up to the stop. I was in Carmel, Indiana. I was from Scottsburg, Indiana. I didn't know what money was like. I just thought I was just normal like everybody else. I went up there, and there's some kid in a big red Corvette come up, pull the stop sign with me. You know, the, the, I mean, it's traffic light. He comes up to me, and, and I'm like in this little yellow sunburn. Blah, 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 blah. There's rust all on the doors, and you know, and I'm like, and he's over there in his big red Corvette going. Now I'm I did it. I I thought I had a mean streak in me. I reached over in the glove box and I pulled the title out. I said, "Here's my title. Show me yours." He went. But you know, I was proud of that car. And that car, because I was proud of that car, God blessed me with another one. Because I was proud of that car, God blessed me with another one. He blessed, have an attitude of gratitude. Thank God when you're praying in this fast. Thank God for the things that he's given you. Now, if you got a sneaking attitude, and that's maybe you this morning, let me show you how you can fix that attitude of gratitude. Because by the way, let me give you this truth though. You cannot, let me put this truth back up there. Until you can be grateful and thankful for what you have, God can never bless you with more. Because God will never bless a greedy or a selfish or, 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 a, or a, an ungrateful heart. He's not going to do it. Be thankful. Take a moment and thank God. Well, you know, well, maybe your job isn't as important as everybody else. I don't care. Thank him for your job. Thank him for your bosses. You might have the worst bosses, but thank him for them. 
Thank you for my boss, God. You know what? When you do that, God can bless you with better. God will see your heart. But you see, you're getting in tune with God. Now, here's how you can fix an ungrateful heart. Let me give you this scripture that I found this week. Colossians 2, verse 7 says, let your roots grow down into him. This is what prayer and fasting is all about. Growing. Grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. There it is. Unless he builds a house, those who build it labor in vain, right? Then your faith will what? Will grow strong in the truth you were taught. Now, here's the good part. And you will overflow with thankfulness. How about that? You, when every time you meet a person unthankful for what they have, they're not, their roots isn't really deep in God because they're not seeing the good in what God has given them. All my life, I thank God for everything that I had. We didn't have a lot of money. I thank God for everything that I had. I didn't have the, uh, we were talking about this uh, yesterday when we was driving to, to um, um, Louisville to see Donna. And Mike and I had this conversation. And he said, you know what I love our church so much for? He said, I love our church because it doesn't have this, this better than, than everybody else about it. You know, the church I came from, you had to have designer jeans. You had to have designer shirts, and there's groups there, you know, and if you didn't have that, you kind of felt out of place, right? Here, people just thank God they have pants. <laughs> Am I lying? They don't care. You don't care what I wear. And I used to get, I'm like, you don't care. I don't care. We just love Jesus, man. We're, we're, we just keep it simple and just love God. You come as you are, and we're just going to love you. We'll have a, we'll have a great time. Amen. Doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. We're just going to love you where you're at. Praise the Lord. I don't know if somebody needs to hear that. <laughs> but be grateful and thankful for what God has given you. Take time to thank him. So that's number two. So when you're fasting and when you're praying and you're seeking God and you're surrendering things to God, giving it up for God, ask him for help, and be grateful for what God has given you in your life. And the third thing is, is ask God for forgiveness and healing for a sin you've committed. There's a great time to do that. There's things in your life. Maybe you're struggling with a bondage, and you know it's a sin. There's a great time to say, God, help me, God. I need help with this bondage. Forgive me, God. Forgive me. And by the way, before we can get to the forgiveness for ourselves, we need to also deal with forgiving other people. Sometimes we forget of the most important uh, unforgivable sin, and I know that they all focus on blasphemy. No, we need to worry about this one more than blasphemy because God's not going to forgive us if we can't forgive our brothers. That's an unforgivable sin. I'll prove it to you. Let me show it to you. In Mark chapter 11, verses 25, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them. Forgive them. Why? So that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So the way I read this is God's not going to forgive me my sins until I get it right with my brother. And so when we're praying and fasting, take time. If there's people in your life that you need to get it right, go to them and ask them to forgive you and, and, and get it right with them. And when you say, well, pastor, they're not going to forgive me. They hate me. It doesn't matter about them. You're not responsible for what they do. You're only responsible for what you do and your actions toward them. When you ask them, say, I, forgive me. They'll say, I don't like you. Get out of my face. Well, I, I did my part. When you do your part, then God can do his part. So take time to ask God to forgive you for, for not forgiving others. Now, let me go ahead and give you another scripture in James 5, verses 16. And here's the powerful part of it, because when you forgive, how many of you need God maybe to heal you? Or maybe there's some things in your life that you need to be healed, regardless what it is, what type of healing it is. Watch, James 5, verse 16. Therefore, 
confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Why? So that you may be healed. I believe God's going to heal some people through this 21 days. You need to receive that. What is it that you need God to heal in your life? Is it your finances? Is it your health physically? Is it an addiction? Or is it, what is it? Maybe it's an attitude. You just need God to do a work in you. But in order for God to heal you and work in you, we got to get the forgiveness right. Get it right with those who you have a problem with. And boy, this is a hard one. I know. Because right, I feel it. There are some of you right now, you said, Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. You know, I don't. But God does. And you know what? You're alive today. You're still here, and that's enough. That's enough. You can forgive. You're not dead. You didn't die from it, even though you may have wanted to. And I know it's painful. I don't know who you are, but it was painful. And you could say, I never forgive. Well, you know what? We can forgive. You can. And trust me, when you finally forgive, you'll set yourself free. Why? Because forgiveness is to set a person free, a prisoner free, and then to realize that that prisoner was really me. I don't know who needs to hear that this morning. Don't hold yourself into captivity to your own thoughts and your unforgiveness. Let it go. Forgive. You know? And again, you don't have to love them. You don't have to be with them. You can love at a distance, but you can still forgive them. Amen. I don't know who needs to hear that. Receive that this morning. And so, secondly, once you get it right with them, then go into, God forgive me now. If there's something in my life, watch what he says in this next scripture here in John 1 verses 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, he is what? He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Get it right with others and then get it right with yourself and God And watch what God will do. And so when you're in this 21 day of fasting and surrendering and praying to God, whatever that you're doing, ask God for help. Be grateful for what God has done in your life. And thirdly, ask God for forgiveness for what you have toward others. And also ask God to forgive you of your own sin. And here's the fourth one that God has given me. And these are the things that I use. Come on, Pastor David, I'm done, buddy. The fourth one is, is, is the main reason why we do it to begin with, and that is to get closer to God and to grow in spiritual strength. I'm hoping you're writing these down. If you haven't written them down, go online, go to Version, and you, all the notes will still be there waiting for you. They'll be there on the next Sunday, Saturday night. Get them and download them because when you go into this 21-day fast, you need to be reminded of these things. When you're, when, you're, when you're fasting, say, okay, these are the four things that I need to focus on when I'm praying. I'm just trying to give you some ammo here. And there's other things that we, I could have put up here, but these are the top four that God has laid on my heart that helps me. This is what I do, okay? It could be anything. But really, when I, when I pray and I fast, it's really to get closer to God and help me to grow spiritually. And boy, I, I want to, this year's going to be a fun year for me. And I, I'm emotional when I saw that because I want to be closer to God than I ever have before. And I want to grow in spiritual strength more than I ever have before. 
Because you know why? God's got a great task for all of us. And the only way we can push through to get to the other side is we need to grow closer to God. And the closer that you get to God, you'll hear God. He'll talk to you. He'll give you wisdom on how to deal with your family, how to deal with your children, how to deal with that, that unruly boss that you have to deal with every day, how to deal with those people that you work with on a day-in and day-out basis. You'll get closer to God because the closer you get to God, the more spiritual strength that you'll have and the more tolerance level that you'll have. Someone asked me one time as a youth pastor, they said, how in the world can you be a youth pastor? I was a youth pastor forever. That's all I really know. I truly believe, at my age, I truly believe I could go right back in it tomorrow and be the, be the oldest teenager ever. I do. I, I, I do. I love them that much, man. I, I connect to them. I love them. <laughs> you know, man, quiet, it's going to bug I'll be out there going, yeah, who's the old dude cheering you? He's my youth pastor. What? <laughs> but no, I'm serious. I, 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 I'm so passionate. But you see, when you grow closer to God... You're growing strength. And someone asked me, how in the world can you deal with all that stuff with teenagers? I mean, they're just, they're, they're, they're crazy. They, they, they're just so up and down, up and down. Especially the girls. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we're talking about doing this all-night thing or this 12. I don't do those anymore. I don't do lock-ins. I don't do the midnight thing. You guys do that knock yourself out. I'm at home in bed. I'm preaching good this morning. I feel good. I got a good night's sleep. I'd have been there, you know, sucking on some hot dog and chili stuff, and I'd be waking up with a heartburn this morning and going, i got to preach. You know, and I, hallelujah, you know, happy new year. Have, woo, woo, woo. You know, I, dude, knock yourself out. I can't do that. I really can't. I'm not, if you do it, have fun. Enjoy, enjoy. Seriously, have fun with it. But I can't. I don't want to do that anymore. But I, I took my kids on a lock-in one time. <laughs> this girl, and, and they had been dating forever. And, and when you take them to lock-in, it's just like everybody breaks up. It's like when you have no sleep, everybody gets angry with money. It's like angry people come. It's like angry birds. <laughs> And so I took them to the Y over in Batesville or somewhere. I can remember. But it's all nighter, and they and all the teenagers start breaking up. They start fighting one another. I'm like, well, you have them up all night long. When 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 fatigue walks in, faith's gonna walk out. You gooberhead, Pastor Gary. And so I I I totally butchered their their emotional and their physical bodies by keeping up all night long. And so I'm driving them home in a, in a van. And a little girl in the back is going, Pastor Gary, pray for me. I broke up with my boyfriend. I don't know what to do. Pray, please. I'm going, Shaylee. That was her name, Shaylee. You're watching Shaylee. You know I'm telling the truth. And you'll laugh at it too. <laughs> she goes, oh, I don't know what to do. I said, Shaylee, I don't care. I really don't care right now. A matter of fact, I don't even know if I'm saved right now. Leave me alone. I need sleep. I don't care. And she goes, oh, my God. You see, see, I tore up. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I just, oh, I felt awful. I went home and slept it off. And you know when you sleep, you can rethink. Oh, my gosh, you would think of all the things you did wrong. And so I wake up, and I was like, oh, I got to call Shaylee. Oh, my gosh, what did I do? I pick up phone. I said, hey, Shaylee. Oh, my gosh, oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry. Oh, honey, honey, let me help you. What is I can help you with? Oh, don't worry about it, Pastor Greg. We're, we're back together now. So what am I saying? I don't have no clue what I'm saying. I have no clue where I went. But I'm just saying I don't do lock-ins anymore. <laughs> but the closer you get to God, the more you will grow. And, and you know, when fatigue does walk in, faith walks out. 
And so, so I want to encourage you, get your proper rest whenever you're on this fast as well. And, 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 and let God speak to you, and you'll grow spiritually. Because when you grow spiritually, again, I'm going to go back to what I just said, because here's where I was going with all that. They said, how are you able to be a youth pastor? God placed the calling of tolerance on me. I could tolerate tons of stuff and deal with it. But that night I couldn't. Now, my wife can't do that. She didn't have that calling. I do. And she was like, how do you deal with these people? I just want to smack them. I'm going, the tolerance, I guess. I just love them to pieces. I really do. I love teenagers. I still do today. I'll just listen to their stuff. And anyway, I have, again, I, I need to stop. James 4, verses 8. Okay. You'll grow closer to the Lord. During your fast, during your prayer, grow closer he says, come near to God, and he'll come near to you. Again, do you believe what God's word says? God's a God. God can't lie. And so every time you go to God, be prepared. He's going to draw close to you. And when you're in your fasting mode, and when you're in this surrendering mode, whatever that you're doing, giving up for God, be prepared to hear God's voice. Because I promise you, you will hear the voice of God. Because God will never turn you away, those who goes to him. In Jeremiah 29, verse 13, it says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You will find him, church. Listen, when you seek God, you will always, always, always get closer to him and grow spiritually stronger. You will. You will. That's the whole goal through this whole 21-day fast. And I don't know about you, but I want this. I need this. And as your pastor, I want to encourage you, you can all do something. And at the end of the 21 days, I want to hear some reports. What did God do in your life? Did you hear God? Is he meeting a need for you? What, what, what's God doing? Psalms 29, verses 11. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. You'll always grow Stronger whenever you seek the Lord. And Daniel, Daniel, Daniel sought the Lord and he grew stronger and he heard the voice of the Lord. God came. He sent Gabriel, answered his prayers. David did the same thing. David sought God. And after David sought God, listen to what he said here in 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 40. For you have armed me with strength, God, for the battle. Some of you, you need God to speak that to you. You've got what it takes to make it. And I found also here in Job, Job said this after he was seeking God. In Job 12, verse 13, with him are wisdom and strength. When you seek God and you push aside stuff for God, I'm telling you, you'll get wisdom, you'll get strength, you'll be renewed like the wings of eagles. And let me read you this scripture. And I'm closing with this scripture right here in Isaiah 40, verse 31, because this is where we're going. But those who wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Isn't that good? And they shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And so there's one thing I'm learning about fasting and praying and surrender to God. All this is this right here. Fasting, surrender, and praying teaches us this. It's about God's ways not ours. God, not my way, but God, your way. God, not my will, but your will. Help me, God. Help me, God, in areas of my life to be a better person. You know, my main goal is to grow closer to God and me to be a better person for God. 
And when I do that, everything else will come in line. I won't have to worry about the jobs. I won't have to worry about all that just happens. It just happens. Blessings of God will come upon you. Well, my God, I'm going to give it up. For me, I'm going to give it up. I'm going to give up food. I'm going to give up drinks. I'm going to give up, I'm going to give up social media. I'm going to give up Facebook. I'm going to give it up. I'm going to give it up. I'm going to surrender it all. We'll just give up the drugs. Give up the alcohol. Give up all of the stuff. Give it up. Just say, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to give it up, God. I'm going to give you my life this month, whatever it is for you. I'm just rattling off. Whatever that it is for you, I'm going to give up this bondage, God. I'm done. And watch what God will do. God will set you free. You'll be healed in Jesus' name. And so why do we do it? To ask God for help, to show God gratitude for what he's already done in your life, to ask God to forgive you of your sins and, and forgiving other people their sins, and, and fourthly, to get closer to God and to grow in your spiritual strength. That's why we fast. That's why we're going to pray, to prepare you for this coming year. Nothing more and nothing less.